we sing songs that try to help us with this. A saint is just a sinner who falls down and get up. A saint ain't no sinner falling down and keep getting up. That's not biblical. The Bible says we ought to pray for him to keep us from falling. But when you tell me all I can do is just keep falling and getting up, guess what you're going to keep doing? Falling. And you're going to find some places you want to fall in. A saint is just a sinner who falls down. No, a saint is a saint. A saint is not a sinner. This is Jerry G. Martin, and welcome to the light of the world. The Apostle John says, You cannot walk in the light and walk in darkness at the same time. If you have come to know Christ, how are you walking? Today I'm sharing a message with you about walking in the light. That means how we live day by day. Come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. We have been talking about light. If you haven't noticed, we are the light of the world. And that name for our church is not just a catchy phrase. That is actually who we are. We began our message about the light by mentioning that the first recorded word spoken by God is let there be light. Light is the agent of life. Without light, man cannot survive. Without light, we can produce no food that we need. Without light, we have no vision to function and be productive. We cannot be productive in the dark. Light was a priority to God. It was the first thing that he spoke into existence. Secondly, we mentioned that when we came to Christ, we were told in the book of 1 Peter that there was a transition for us and that transition was from darkness to light. Peter's letter to the church, he instructed the believers by telling them that they were a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people who were called to show forth the praises of God, who brought them out of darkness into his marvelous light. That was true for them and that is true for us. We are a chosen generation. A chosen people. That means that we are special. It was not by accident. We were chosen on purpose. We are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. I'm going to stand up like I'm royalty. And now it gets tougher. We are a holy nation. A peculiar people. And we're called to show forth the praises of God. That means to talk about it, to tell it. And then he said he brought us out of darkness. He brought us out of darkness. And we were born into that darkness. We were born in sin. We were born with the sin nature. We were born with a propensity to sin, uh, leaning towards sin. That was who we are. That was part of our nature. We were, we were born and functioned in darkness. The only problem was that we did not know it was darkness until we got in the light. 
that we thought that was the way that we function. We thought that we could just see because we could see figures in the dark. We can see how to move around a little bit. We were stumbling, but we just thought this was the best it was going to be until we came to the Lord. And he said he brought us out of darkness and brought us not just to a light, but to a marvelous light. See, it was the darkness that had us on the road to hell and everlasting punishment. That's where we were in darkness. It was the darkness that bound us up with addictions and habits and a lifestyle that kept us separate from God. It was the darkness that did that. When you were addicted to alcohol and cocaine and marijuana, you didn't look at it like being addicted. You looked at it like this is the, I'm just getting my groove and I'm just getting my head bad and I'm just rolling and I'm, I'm just, you, you know how you used to say, you didn't think it was darkness, but that was darkness. It was darkness that clouded our minds and had us thinking the vile and immoral and unholy things that we were okay doing. That's okay. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. It was the darkness that caused us to stumble through our lives never making any upward progress, but going on this merry-go-round of the same thing over and over and over and over because that's the only pathway we can find as we groped our way in the dark and we couldn't go up, we just went around. But it was the power of the Holy Spirit that broke the power and chains of sin and brought us out of darkness into the light of the Lord. Now, if you're in the light, say amen. amen. And you ought to be glad you're in the light. Don't just get so used to being in the light that you just get comfortable and saying, oh, this is the only way it is. No, you came out of darkness. Now that we're in the light, the Apostle John in the book of 1 John gives us some foundational truths on how to function in the light. Now that we are in the light, how do we live while we are in the light? John informed the saints that in order to have fellowship with the Lord, we must come to know him, first of all, through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're going to have fellowship with God, if you're going to walk with God and you're going to be with God, you have to have that fellowship and you're not going to have that fellowship until you're born into the family of God and, and is brought out of that darkness into the light. And when we come into fellowship with the Lord through our salvation, that is the beginning of our walk with the Lord. When you get saved, you just got, you're just getting started in your walk with the Lord. The Bible even says that we are babes in Christ. So we have to grow and continue to flourish and to mature as mature believers that we can function and produce in the kingdom of God. He wants us to be productive in the kingdom. And the only way we're going to be productive in the kingdom is to have that fellowship with God. One of the challenges in the church nowadays is that we have a lot of people in the church but they're not in fellowship with God. That's the difference. See, John was warning the church against two heresies, two false teachings. 
And if they were followed, the, that would prevent fellowship with God. And that's what John is addressing here. John is confronting these false teachings in verses 5 and 6 of chapter 1. The first false teaching that he was addressing is that there was this heresy going around that there was some evil in God. There was some evil in God. The second false teaching that he was addressing is that the person who lives in sin, the person who practices sin, can still have fellowship with God. Let me say that again because uh, that's the same teaching that's going around today. You can still practice sin and have fellowship with God. Oh, let me go over on this side. You can still practice sin and be okay. Let me say it that way. You can still practice sin and sing in the choir and be anointed. You can still practice sin and be full of the Holy Ghost. They started that back then. And it's still going on now. This heresy was rampant among the early churches of John's day and he deals with it in this epistle and he deals with it from the standpoint of fellowship. Look, let's look at what he says. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. John is sharing what he learned from Jesus Christ. He was one of the disciples and he walked with Jesus. And he writes here, there exists this message which we have heard from him, Jesus Christ. We heard this from him directly. It's still ringing in my ear what he told us. And then he tells his readers that this message was not only heard by him, but by others. This message that we have heard from him. Now I'm telling it to you. And he gets right down and, and simplifies this thing as simply as you can get it. He says, I'm not going to be theological. I'm not going to try to give you a, a message on eschatology and do all of the, the, the homiletics and all of that stuff like that. I'm just going to tell you exactly what he said. He said this. Here's the message. Number one, God is light. And in him is no darkness. And then he puts at all. He didn't just say there is no darkness. He said in him is no darkness at all. God as to his nature, his essence, and his character is light. God is light. That light is ethical. That light is spiritual. That light is moral. God is light. He strengthens his assertion by saying, and darkness in him does not exist, not even one bit. There's no darkness in God. This light was immaterial, it's pure, and it's glorious. This light is the condition of life. 
Physically, the light represents glory. Intellectually, it represents truth. Morally, it represents holiness. His light represents glory. It represents truth. It represents holiness. If you really want to take a look at what that light represents and how it functions in the Old Testament, light is often the medium of God's visible revelation to man. That's what God used. It's, it's that visible representation. It was the first manifestations of God's creation. Let there be light. When you go and read Genesis chapter 1 and 2, you'll see God said, there, said let there be light, and light appeared even before he put the sun in place. God does not need the sun to have light. The burning lamp that passed between the, the pieces of the animal that God and Abraham set there as a covenant between them, that burning lamp represented God as it went through the halves of those animals in that covenant with Abraham. God went before Israel in a pillar of fire. He descended in fire on Sinai, and he also represented and appeared in a cloud of fire which rested on the mercy seat in the most holy place. Light is the only visible representation of God. The second thing that John told the church there in this passage is, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie. You can't get no plainer than that. And do not live by the truth. He said, now, if you say that you have fellowship with God and you are walking in darkness, he said, you lie. If you claim that you have fellowship with him and you are walking in darkness, you are lying. You are fooling yourself. You do not have fellowship with God while you walk in the darkness. The two do not mix. John deals with this false teaching that a person may be living in sin and compromising with it and at the same time having fellowship with God. Now, there may be some people that tell you you can do all that and get away with it. The grace of God, the grace of God covers the grace of God. Yeah, the grace of God that will cover you, but you ain't walking with it. He said, don't claim you have fellowship with it. Claim. So we sing songs that try to help us with this. A saint is just a sinner who falls down and get up. No, a saint ain't no sinner falling down and keep getting up. That's not biblical. The Bible says we ought to pray for him to keep us from falling. But when you tell me all I can do is just keep falling and getting up, guess what you're going to keep doing? Falling. And you're going to find some places you want to fall in. You ain't falling, you're jumping. A saint is just a sinner who falls down. No, a saint is a saint. A saint is not a sinner. A sinner is one who functions, who lives, who practices, and habitually sins. That's a sinner. I tell people, if you want to know how that functions, I went fishing one time in my life. I am not a fisherman. Yeah, I was out there and I threw out the rod and all that, but I'm not a fisherman. I don't have a license. I don't have a pole. I don't have a tackle box. I'm not a fisherman. 
You can sin as a believer, but you don't have a pole and a tackle box and a license. You're not a sinner. There's a difference between a sinner. I've been saved and set free from the bondage of sin. So I'm a saint. The Bible calls you a saint. You're not a sinner. So when somebody says, you're just a sinner, we're all sinners. No, we're not all sinners. Some of y'all looking like, oh, I want to be a sinner who's saved by grace. No, the Lord didn't say you're a sinner. Read the scriptures. Paul started off Corinthians says, to the saints in Corinth. And they were some of the people that had many issues. But he says, no, God stamped on your forehead. You are a saint. So start living like one. Now, I'm just a sinner. No, then you're going to say, well, everybody do this because we just all sinners. No, he said, you're a saint. And John has said, if you claim what we're doing then, we say I'm a sinner, but we are claiming that we have fellowship with God. He said, now, if you're going to claim that, you got to walk with him. Yeah. Now, if you're going to have fellowship with him, you got to walk with him. You can't run with the devil and walk with the Lord. John is dealing with this false teaching. You can do what you want to do and still have fellowship with God. See, the word fellowship has the primary meaning to have joint participation with someone else in things possessed in common by both of you. We have the same thing in common and we have joint participation in this. So we are in fellowship with one another. We, we have companionship. We have a camaraderie with each other. And this person claims that he says, you're claiming to have things in common with God, common likes, common dislikes, common nature, common interests and activity, all of which we call fellowship. That's what you're claiming you have with God. And this person is said to be walking in darkness, which is not in God, because God has no darkness in him at all. What do we mean when we say we're walking in darkness? Walking speaks of a lifestyle of habitual actions. I'm doing it over and over again. This person is sinning habitually, continuously. And that really shows that he is an unsaved person. Because John says that anyone who habitually, continually, as a matter of lifestyle and practice, sins, he has never known the Lord. It doesn't matter whether you came up to the altar and said, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and he is Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm saved. Saying that doesn't save you. When you had a heart transfer and you got brought out of darkness to that marvelous light, there's something that happened in your life and that the Spirit of God came to take up residence in you. And John puts it this way. He was very clear. Now, you cannot continue in sin like that when the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. If you continue, he didn't come on the inside of you. He made it came up over there next to you, but he didn't get in. <laughs> You might have felt a little something, but he didn't move in and take up residence on the inside because he's saying the Holy Ghost will wear you out when you step out of line with God. You get in the darkness, the Holy Ghost said, we don't walk over there. Come on back over here in the light. 
And if there's nothing telling you to get back in the light, guess what? Ain't nothing in there. If you walk in the darkness, you be, yeah. I walk over here a while and I get back over here a while. Now, there's nothing in there. That's what John is saying. You can't live both ways. You can't do both things. You're a believer. If you're going to have fellowship with God, you will walk in the light. Now, he's not talking about being a church member. You can be a church member and go straight to hell. A lot of church members are going to hell because they don't know God. You can feel good all you want to. Will I go to church? No, the devil go to church. Well, I believe in God. The Bible says the devil believes, but at least he trembles. Some of us believe and we don't even tremble. The devil go to church, but he's scared that somebody might invite the power of God in. He go to some churches and say, God ain't showing up here. I can relax. <laughs> there are churches that God don't show up in because he's not invited in there. He's, the folks will be uncomfortable if the power of God come into church. Ooh, I don't know what's wrong with the folks now. Somebody jumped up and hollered and ran across the floor. Ooh, I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> John talks about this man. He said this man claims that he is in fellowship with God, but yet he's in darkness. He's talking about this man. Now, I don't know if this man also attends this church. But if you do, I'm telling you what John told them. Let me show you what this man looks like and how this man functions. This man orders his behavior and conducts himself in the sphere of darkness. His actions and words are encircled by sin. You're still comfortable in those dark places. I used to be comfortable in dark places. I got saved and I became uncomfortable in those dark places. It wasn't the same as what it was when I was in darkness. People say, you can't go to the club no more. And I thought, well, yes, I can. But if I went in there, it wasn't the same. I was uncomfortable. Why? Because the Spirit of God on the inside of me saying, what are you doing in here? Amen. You ever heard that? Now, why are you still trying to drink that and you said you got me on the inside? Now you're going to pour alcohol on top of me? The Holy Ghost on the inside. You're going to pour that whiskey down off in here while I'm in here? <laughs> the Holy Ghost will tell you, you know, I, I don't smoke weed. <laughs> the Holy Ghost will tell you that. When you get ready to roll that joint, he'll say, uh, You get ready to roll that joint? He said, I don't smoke weed. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> That's when the Holy Ghost is in there. Now, if you hear something say, yeah, that ain't the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> this is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for joining us again on The Light of the World. And as we walk in the light, we know that Jesus Christ is the bread of life and that Jesus Christ can bring life to those things that have died in our lives, our hopes, our dreams, our future. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. If you would like to listen to today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily. 
with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to the message you've just heard on this station, and you can listen to previous messages as well. Let me just take a moment to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We're in North Houston at 16161 Old Humble Road. Pastor Jackie Martin is in a tremendous series, and you're going to enjoy the message, you're going to enjoy the worship, and the fellowship. Again, that's each Sunday at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're at a place where you're making a decision for Jesus Christ or you need someone to pray with you, call us right now at 281-964-1393. 281-964-1393. For those of you who are looking for a Christian bookstore, we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Call us at 281-441-2885 for Bibles, books, church supplies, communion supplies, and whatever you need. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.